Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Norm. And we have two very special guests today, Shirley Ng and Judy Lei, organizers of the voter registration here in Chinatown. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. Thank you, Thank you for having us. <laughs> How you guys doing? Okay. Good. Political debate season. You know, it's so crazy right now with uh, what's happening with the presidential election. <clears throat> oh, my god. Even gosh. local elections are pretty crazy. That was such... <laughs> How do I put this? A shit show. <laughs> That's what Dana Bash on CNN said. She said, this was a shit show. It was unreal. Oh, yeah. I it watched was, it. It was just crazy. I've never, I felt like I was on a basketball court and I was, and, and I was watching people argue over a foul for, the, for an hour and a half. <laughs> I tuned out after a while. Like after 30 minutes, I, I just tuned out. It I was, was shouting at the time. I couldn't. Yeah, me I was too. Like, like, I'm so angry. Yeah, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. <laughs> Half the time, I was like, happening. Oh, yeah. You couldn't believe it was actually happening. This is a two-year-old on national TV right now. It is unreal. It is unreal. I wish they cut off his mic after two minutes next time. That is... No, they I said that the rules were that the moderator should have enforced it. He... You know, he at tried the two, right mm-hmm. to uh, had Chris Wallace. Yeah, Chris Wallace. Yeah, he tried. I don't know, but you know what? What was interesting about that? I don't think the interruptions mm-hmm. from Trump helped, according to the latest polls. Mm-hmm. I believe he's down. I, I think. Uh, I think what Biden was up over fourteen t- points or something. Like yeah, fourteen mm-hmm. points uh, since since the uh, debate. Well, that's because he he lacks self control, right? If you're the leader, you're the president, you know, you could be angry, upset, whatever. You have to have self-control so you could think thoroughly, you know, mm-hmm. what, so you can just speak with integrity. That was not the case. We didn't see any of that during the presidential debate. Right. And I actually saw a couple of moments where Biden lost it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and he corrected himself right away. He apologized. I mean, he called him a clown. Mm-hmm. That, that's the one that stood out to me. I was like, holy shit, did he just call him a clown? That's very out of character. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. I, I don't. You know, just very out of character for uh, a presidential debate mm-hmm. uh, for them to take it to that level of, right. of uh, conversation. Right. I honestly, surprised. I honestly didn't learn anything from their platforms. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what Trump is for. I don't know what Biden was for. You know, the the whole thing was a, a total distraction it was like mm-hmm. having a, it was like a, a parent unable to control the kids. Right, you know, two kids that arguing was, back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, Biden was kind of like. Kind of sit standing there because he wanted to look like staring. I'm the calm one. I'm not. Right. I'm not the one that's yeah. looking ridiculous like right. that guy. Yeah. I think that actually worked for him. But you know, if you don't know, after four years of Trump, if you don't know what he stands for, <laughs> right. then you haven't been paying attention. Right, You're right. living under a rock. Well, yeah, I was. Ex- I was expecting for him to do something like that, but then it was like, man, I just can't listen to this anymore. After after 30 minutes, I couldn't listen to it. Like I, 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 I mean, my girlfriend was, uh, you know, watching it, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, I have to walk out the room. So that, your that girlfriend helped. has a higher tolerance than you. <laughs> yes, yes. Women, women yes. always stronger. Women always stronger. <laughs> I mean, I have to agree with that. I, I agree with that too. Second, but yeah, I think, uh, it, you know, it's just, it's just crazy times we're living in right now. And then now he's, then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, and, and, and you know, there's a little debate going back and forth that if it's even true that the president has coronavirus. Mm. Right? You know, what a wild ride. Because you never know what he's saying is real mm-hmm. or not. That's, and I understand why people are thinking this is, this is his, his, his hoax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But doesn't that hurt him, though, that he was all this time he's been calling it a hoax? You know, the, the, right. the virus, the, uh, the coronavirus, a hoax. The China but, virus is well, how he yeah. says it. That's what he says. But, <sighs> but, but having him admit to the world that he has it, mm. doesn't that hurt him? 
I, I, I feel I, I don't think it hurts his supporters. His supporters are pretty pretty diehard. Oh yeah, I live in an area in Bensonhurst slash Gravesend. He has a lot of supporters. It's crazy. Mm. Like legit, people have him by their window. The Messiah. Like, like that's Jesus right. Christ Cut superstar. Out board that's right. Of him, Trump flags <laughs> flying everywhere. Walking down the block, there's at least six flags. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Wow. Yeah, I like to, mm-hmm. you know, like how would they feel? We came out in a motorcade with, you know, Biden Harris and all these flags. It says, you know, vote for the other candidate. <laughs> <laughs> I believe our flags would be ripped down overnight. But we're not. See, that's the thing. Like, I find that they're kind of very confrontational, mm-hmm. right? The people on the right? The Magnus you know, supporters. They seem yeah. to be that way. Well, I also feel, I, I think it's it's on both sides, right? I think, I mean, I know Trump supporters. And they are, if they're not around other Trump supporters, they are terrified of even right. speaking about him in public so that if someone overhears them, they're afraid of being attacked. Uh, I have a, a colleague that I work with. And he was giving a lot of talking points on why he's pro-Trump, which, to his credit, and he's a very intelligent person, it, it made some sense. And <clears throat> when a couple of people walked by him and overheard him and looked at him, he goes, oh my gosh, well, uh, hey, you got my back. And something goes out, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, hey, those people just heard me say that I support Trump. And look at the look, they're following us. And he was terrified. Wow. He was terrified. And I was like, well... I was like, no, I think we're all right. I mean, they're giving you dirty looks, but I, I, I think, I think we're. All right. I mean, he's not from around here, so he was, he was very nervous. A lot is counting on this election. There's talks about how, you know, because of the virus, how voting will get out there, and especially during the b- debate, Trump was talking about it's a scam. They're gonna scam. Uh, for uh, so I haven't really been out in Chinatown. Chinatown. Shirley's been the one leading the efforts here. I've only been out here once. Uh, I get sick re- really, really easily, so I try to not put myself out there like that. But in terms of what we saw during the primary elections this time around, uh, with COVID, it was just, again, a shit show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not only for limited English proficient mm-hmm. speakers, it's for everyone who's <clears throat> facing this for the very first time. A lot of people who serve as poll workers in years past they are normally folks who have already retired, uh, like folks probably 65 years old. I worked as a Chinese translator before for the Board of Elections during Election Day. And the poll site coordinator there, she was on a walker and she was mm-hmm. uh, sleeping sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to get like blacklisted forever <laughs> over the board of it. But this uh, is, uh, but, but that's very true though. These are volunteers, right? No, or no, they get paid like 200 a day, right? Oh, Something okay. like that. But most of them are all retired, retired or seniors. Yes. It's just like this side hustle to get some extra cash. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. They don't have a full-time job. That they, right. they're available to all day to, to be there. Yeah, it's like six mm-hmm. to like eight or something, depending on the polling site. Yeah, no, New York is six a.m. to yeah. nine p.m. Yeah. So, I have to say, I give it up for every poll worker and translator or um, election day information clerk or whatnot. They work these 
15 hour shifts and you don't necessarily get to pick and choose where you want to go they assign you based on the needs um, and if you are friends with the party boss or whatever and you request to be at a certain place you'll get placed but someone like me i lived in sunset park i had to travel to carroll gardens it wasn't too far from where i lived but i still had to wake up at least an hour beforehand just to get there on time at 6 a.m mm-hmm. so that that is definitely a challenge um and that's before covid happened oh, and okay. um some of problems some of the problems for limited english proficient speakers during covid uh, or actually <laughs> even before COVID happened, is like Chinese Americans um, or, uh, yeah, Chinese Americans, we have names in three parts. And sometimes when we fill it out, our last names become our first names and our middle name become our last names. Now, how does that impact the vote? Does the vote actually not count if they can't uh, accurately submit their information? Well, like I had, well, I'm sorry, let me, mm-hmm. so just yesterday I did voter registration, which was the last day for all deaf, because the voter registration deadline for New York is on the 9th. So I had mm-hmm. a woman came, come up to me, and she said, oh, I got my voter registration card, I registered with you guys, I mean, the all deaf table. She goes, but they, they, they um, misspelled the middle name. So the, instead of a, you know, one letter, it was another letter, uh, a le- letter meaning of the alphabet. She goes, oh, I'm not going to be able to vote. So what I did was, you know what, you can still vote. They just have your name wrong, but it's that voter card is still going to match in the book, right? Because that's how they did it. So, so um, he said, you know, you can still vote. It's just that it's wrong. We can, we can apply, fix it for you. But like Judy said, they get the names mixed up or the, you know, they can't read the handwriting. So they're concerned if they can vote. And I said, I think... I'm pretty sure you can still vote, but we will we'll put the name change in for you. You know. So. Oh, so she got her name change yesterday. Well, we put, yeah, we put in a form for her, but okay. but we felt that maybe if we put it in too soon, it might cause confusion with the not getting in time for the poll book. So we 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 can put it in maybe after. Oh, um. So for me, I actually think the opposite because oh, okay. the deadline is on the ninth. So if you do have a name change, I would suggest submitting it ASAP because a lot of limited English proficient voters, they don't know how to communicate with the information clerk at the poll site. So what they do is that they take out their ID. That's the first thing they do. They get scared. You don't need ID. So they would just give the ID to the poll worker there. And if the ID's name and the name on the poll book doesn't match, they're going to be like, oh, you're trying to be someone else? Right. So that would be hard. So I, I really advise to change the name. And that ha- also happened to my mom. Oh. Yeah. Instead of Yim... Oh, I'm see her name. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I got to say, I got to say that's very, very um, truth. You know, that's truthful mm-hmm. because I did early voting um, in, the, in the primary election. And and what happened was um, first I went to the wrong p- polling lo- location, and uh, they told me okay. Well, first I didn't know, and they told me like, oh, my name is not registered here. Okay, all right. So where am I registered? Oh, this location. I'm like okay. So I'm I'm young. Okay, I had a free day, mm-hmm. so I was able to. It was cross town, so I, I trekked cross town to my polling location. I went there, and they said like, we don't have your name here. I'm oh, like, sh- what? My well, the, I went to the other poll location, and they told me to come here. 
And mm-hmm. if I wasn't proficient in speaking with right. them in English, right. they would turn give, me away. Right. Oh, you just give up and say, oh, whatever. Throw yeah. your hands up oh, and walk up. away. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. she, she basically said, like, okay, we don't have your name here. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm registered here. They told me to come from the other polling location. And so the, I guess there's one registered person who's, like, who works uh, that kind of shows everyone the ropes. Oh, that's the post-light coordinator. The, the coordinator. Uh-huh. And he came by and he said, like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Yeah, um, well, we can fix this without uh-huh. you having uh, your name here. So he helped me. But if he's, like, overseeing, like, 10, 20 people mm-hmm. and he's, like, over here distracted with another person who has issues too uh, with with voting he's not going to be able to tend to all these people who have issues and they're not going to wait right right i could wait because uh you know i had the free day but okay. some people can't you know? oh, i have a question for you so he helped you did he give you the actual ballot or was it in a white envelope a white envelope yep affidavit ballots right that's what happens when they cannot find your name on the poll book yeah. or if if someone strongly advocates, like, oh, I'm registered and you can't find me, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you a ballot. For that, I would say it's riskier hmm. because they don't open the envelopes until maybe after, after election after. day. Oh, so that, that won't be counted? Or would that be counted? It will be, except it won't be counted on the day of. And oh, one thing that happened during National Voter Registration Day in Chinatown is that a guy, he filled out an affidavit ballot and he just put the letter D right, to right. stand for a Democrat in right. Section A of the affidavit and he checkmarked he's a Democratic Party on the envelope, but they disqualified his ballot because they didn't understand what D means <laughs> oh, when wow. they asked for his party. Right. And this guy is a Chinese dude. Right. Uh, okay. They wanted English the word Christian. spelled out instead of the letter him writing right. a D. It has yeah. to be very specific. Yeah. Wow. And then the voter told me, he's like, oh, this is completely um, shit. Oh, you brought it up. You yeah, brought it up. he good, was like, good, oh, good. it's discrimination. If it's a Republican, I'm pretty sure they're going to count it. He was really angry. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he always voted at PS130 in Chinatown. So he was like, oh, I don't understand how my name is not there. Is this more like a willful willful oversight? On whose end? On the location where they are submitting the vote. Uh, it's a call that the poll site coordinator or people who are working there has to make if they cannot find someone's name in the poll book. Especially now during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even before, there was just so much friction. Mm. And it can almost feel like, I guess, as unpleasant as going to the DMV. There is a lot of friction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... Oh, yeah. oh, I've been on a lot of coalition calls during COVID, and everyone is trying to solve problems because the BOE has its problems. own... <laughs> problems. Now, now, what's the BOE for people? Is oh. it- uh, Board of Elections okay. in New York City. Right. And trust me, I've also worked there as a Chinese translator full-time, um, mm-hmm. translating all the materials coming in. And I see how they work, and they do work hard. They stay until midnight. And I'm like, yo, girl, I'm tired, and people are still going. They work really hard for what every are, single what election. What are they doing exactly, like... Late at night, like just processing the applications, voter registration applications. Uh, that and um, they also have to format the ballots. Oh, if they oh, receive okay. a complaint that a ballot has too small of a font, they will have to work to enlarge it, and that will have to go through two or three departments. So they they are listening and they're trying their very best. It's just that 
maybe sometimes it takes a while to get things done. And I guess for me, I always give them a benefit of a doubt. Uh, and I guess I was a younger person working there at the time. I think I was 26 or 27. And I prefer to work somewhere a little faster. Uh, that's why I left. How, how long have you, have you guys been involved with this? <laughs> I started out as a volunteer at All Deaf in 2009. And I was still in college. And I wasn't necessarily in the voting rights program. And I applied to be the voting rights coordinator for a lot, I think twice. And I didn't get it because I was young and finally in 2014 I got hired so and then uh, my contract ended in 2015 uh, in 2018 they called me back and they're like hey we need you I was like hey why not how yeah, about you Charlie? she's doing a great job I just started working with All Deaf in May of 2019 okay so um, I was not involved with the vo- voting thing I'm the actual events and database um, a coordinator Administrator, I can't remember my title. But I work in the development, more of the fundraising, mm-hmm. uh, maintain the donor database. Mm-hmm. But due, you know, due to COVID, we all started working from home. Everybody, all the everybody was working from home. Right. But I started venturing out to Chinatown. I said, "There's no way I can stay away from China for so long." <laughs> so, we, so we started working from home like mid March, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a boss said, "No, we're all going to stay home." So, the, so come like the first week or second week of April, I said. I'm going to Chantown. I got. I got to see what's going on. It just felt so depressing because you see all the photos. Thick of it. <laughs> I, yeah, I went right to think of it. I had my mask. You know, it was still cold back then, but it, it just. It was just so upsetting. To see all the steel gates. Oh the yeah. Store. Yeah. Everything. And, and, and everybody was describing it as a ghost town. Ghost town. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And then, um, and just before I decided I wanted to do voter registration, I started asking my contacts at World Journal, "Can you donate some newspapers? I'm going to pass them out free to the elderly, whoever needs one," because I felt having access to the news was very important because everything was shut down. No one know, knew how to get any services. Yeah. So we keep talking about you know language barriers. So how does this, my 89-year-old ying in, my mm-hmm. maternal mm-hmm. grandmother, yeah. know where to get their free meals, right? Because usually mm-hmm. they'll call stores or physically walk in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now you know, everything we saw was like, oh, you can register online. I said, well, you're going to tell me my you know Chinese-speaking right. grandmother who's 89 has no access to, to register online? I'm like, please. They probably don't even have internet yeah. access. So that's why I, I said, you know, I we gotta get them news. So I, I, you know, on a few occasions, a couple of Sundays, I gave out like seventy-five copies of the newspaper just in the street, just giving them out. Everybody wanted them yeah. because it's like, how are they gonna get the free meals or know where the next free COVID test is gonna be? Right, right, things like that. That's very important. Like, if, right. like they might have WeChat. I don't know they have phones, but they mm. might not have news. They don't have access to radio or television. Right, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we want to make sure that. I mean, I think it's great what you did there. You wanted to make sure that. Uh, these uh, seniors or uh, like your grandma didn't get left behind. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, just access to the news. It, just like voter registration. Like, mm-hmm. like I just really did the voter outreach portion being out there. But Judy's really behind with working with Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, advocating about changing rules and I mean laws mm-hmm. across the nation. And all that. I'm just like the person that was behind the table. Mm-hmm. So when and I who's started, Jerry? Uh, he's a director of democracy Woo-hoo, program. Jerry. Hey, shout <laughs> Jerry. out to he's Jerry. A direct, he's a director. He's an attorney, right? He's an attorney. Uh, he's director a, of democracy program, and okay. he's an attorney okay. in the program. And uh, so what happens is we do an exit poll every oh, single election year. We should talk about the exit poll. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, should we get into that hey, now? Hey, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. Well, yeah. No, finish talking hey, about we're, Jerry. Yeah, we'll finish. I mean, we're, we're very free-flowing. There's no script, so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you want to go there, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> she and I, we were both yeah. in Philadelphia doing the exit poll, so you, you could start okay. first. Oh, you want. 
Right. So uh, for the exit poll, so every election cycle, we do something called um, the Asian American Election Protection Project, where we do the exit poll and also a poll monitoring program. And how it works is we go to states that's triggered for Section 203 and 208 of the Voting Rights Act, in which polling places have to provide bilingual translators and also translated materials at each poll site. And um, we went to 14 states and Washington, D.C. in 2018. And we've been doing this since 1988. The exit poll component is where we have volunteers stationed outside of a poll site. And when we see an Asian American voter coming out, we just like run after them. <laughs> Bum rush them. Yeah. It's all Get volunteer. Over here, right. Right. We want to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what right. exactly what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So the all, so all that. And Judy created that exit poll. I guess for Jerry, did you create that exit oh, poll? Oh no, I right. wasn't even born in nineteen no, 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 no. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say when oh, she said eighty-eight. No, I meant the last year's exit poll, the the, the questionnaire. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So she and I were both at two separate polling locations mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it was interesting when when I went to it was in a Greek church so just mm-hmm. two blocks away was a senior home mm-hmm. which was very diverse but a lot there was, happened to be a lot of Asians in this mm-hmm. Asian seniors so this was their polling location so when I walked in that elect was it the coordinator uh-huh. thought I was the interpreter <laughs> to help out I said no 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 I'm here with all deaf and they, uh, which they were aware of oh so they go oh so I'm, I said I'm here with all deaf doing the exit poll right their interpreter never showed up oh yeah so I started being the interpreter I and actually asked them. Remember, right? <laughs> no, I asked them because I walked inside too, um, and I was like, "Hey, where is the interpreter?" And they're like, "Oh, uh, usually it's this high school student that we get from a community-based organization's head honchos, like a <laughs> daughter or something who comes here every election cycle." She wasn't there <laughs> she that election. There. She was like, "Oh, she's at school right now, so she cannot translate." Yeah. yeah so I ended up. Helping the seniors, plus you know, as a you know, volunteer, right. and and doing the uh, so imagine if I wasn't Chinese, cause my mother mm-hmm. right. was Chinese. They spoke Cantonese. If I wasn't there, they wouldn't have be able to vote because remember, it was also the first time they had the new ballot machine. Oh boy! <laughs> so it was all electronic, but it was only in two languages: mm-hmm. English and Spanish. Spanish. Right. So like, I think every loca- every state or district has different type of voting machines. So mm-hmm. this one. <laughs> oh, uh, so because okay. Philadelphia, they're uh, not triggered for Section 203 of the Voting Rights Act. That's why they're, um, they're only mandated for English and Spanish. Um, and this all, I promise you, every little thing that we're talking about right now boils down to the census and how much voter turnout we get from the Asian American community. So Absolutely. it's very, that's why it's very important to fill out the census so that they are aware that we exist within those exactly. communities. Exactly, Asian representation. Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing with voters. If we don't vote, if we don't represent ourselves, if it seems like we're not there or we're this little that our issues don't matter. Right. right. Oh, so the formula, I didn't get to talk about that. So how it gets triggered is that every, after every census, uh, they do something called redistricting where they find populations, pockets of communities in a certain state. Either your threshold is 5 to 6% of your area or your 10,000 of your area. Um, that can determine whether we get huh, the Asian language triggered for Section 203. So there needs to be a certain amount of people that's living 
within that community mm-hmm. in order to qualify like a or need, be right? recognized. Need, yeah. Right. Right. So um, there has been a lot of population changes over the course of the last 10 years in the area where I'm living right now. Because back then it was like Italians, Russians. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a bunch of Chinese. Yeah. And I don't. I don't I don't know how personally to convince Chinese aunties to fill out their <laughs> census. Like, yeah. Right, because I think a lot of them like they just don't trust mm-hmm. the government or whatever it is. They're like, why do you need my information for why? It's mm-hmm. Some of them don't, just quite don't understand what it is as they at don't. all. Yeah. They don't. I, I do want to um, ask, like, so are, you guys have been doing this for quite a while. You, you've seen a, mm-hmm. a lot, and especially within the Asian community. How have things change or has it changed at all in the last decade with regard to voting and just being involved in in politics oh uh, i'm I'm gonna jump right right ahead judy i'm gonna sit back right here go ahead (laughs) (laughs) no um i mean in terms of voter turnout when i was doing it in 2009 10 11 12 13 uh during the exit polls i see a lot of older chinese american voters coming out to vote Grannies with their cane, uh, dudes Woo-hoo. with their walkers. <laughs> yeah. And I don't see a single Asian American professional. Maybe I see four. What? Oh, oh, no, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. Maybe they are 10% of what I saw back then. And they usually come right after work. Um, but within the past 10 years, I feel like a lot more Asian American younger folks are coming out to vote. And I don't know what the shift is. Maybe it's because they're not necessarily liking where the political climate is going after 2016, Mm -hmm. that they feel like, oh, maybe it is their duties to come out and vote. But back then, I was just so disappointed to see all these old people coming out and not a single, okay, I shouldn't say that. That's like generalization. The Um, majority, you saw more of the seniors, right? Right. I guess, yeah, I guess the voter turnout for people within our age demographic Mm -hmm. sitting here is just very weak, Mm -hmm. right? And and, uh, are you still seeing that now with uh, the ratio being so, uh, uh, the variance between the two is just so off where you're still seeing mostly seniors, which I'm actually surprised to hear that, Mm. uh, where they're completely outnumbering the youth? Oh, uh, so in Philadelphia, because we were there in 2019, I would say it's more 60-40 now. 60-40, which way? 60 senior, 40 younger folks. And younger folks, I mean people 50 to, no, um, from like 20s to 50 are the younger people I'm talking about. So you are seeing the gap starting to close. Right. And I think a lot of seniors are more compelled to come out and vote because their health care depends on it. And they don't necessarily have the privilege of working and having their employers provide the health care for them. And I think that will wake up a lot of the older generation, especially Mm -hmm. my parents' age. I was like, yo, mom, you got to vote. And she's like, why do I have to vote? (laughs) Why am I spending my time waiting online? And I was like, if you want your health care and keep your medicine costs down, then Mm -hmm. you have to go and vote. And so she's like, oh, okay. And I, I told her I'll bring her. And actually, in every state, you can bring a right, person right. of choice, mm-hmm. just not your boss or your union leader to go there and help you mm-hmm. translate the ballot. Right, right. It's the Section 208 of the right. Voting Rights Act. 
And is it is it also like because your your mom wasn't comfortable going to vote? Is it because、mm-hmm. there wasn't anyone representing them at the at the polling location? Right. That's why it's important to have someone, a translator,、uh, to be there. So that they can advocate just in case or translate、uh, certain questions that they, they might have, right? Yeah, they should, like you said,、uh, there should always be an interpreter to help. Like、mm-hmm. my, when when I went to Philadelphia,、mm-hmm. that person, that young high schooler, <laughs> didn't show up, so I ended up doing two jobs, right?、Mm-hmm. Which which was which was fortunate because, I, like I said before, if if it wasn't me, who were able to help these Chinese seniors?、Right. So you know, I I they but they those seniors who lived nearby already knew who they wanted to vote for,、mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't so difficult. But the difficult part was have, helping them how to use the machine,、mm-hmm. and for and that year it was a new machine for Philadelphia, and it was this huge long strip of paper、um, that you had to slip in a precise way into the machine, right? And then on the on the panel you select the names that you want, and then. It was also show up on another screen, and it was this tiny. Do you remember that? If you, if oh, you, oh, I, I was outside the polls. I、oh, saw.、Okay. I didn't see it. But I had to be. I was actually the one with them in the machine because、mm-hmm. I had to. They, they asked me well, if I could help them. I said sure.、Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine all these seniors trying to read like the New York Times, like like this on the this on the screen.、Mm-hmm. How do you see that? So I go. I said. So I cannot tell them. I I can say, is this the one you selected?、Right. And they'll look back at the mailer if they that's the kind they want. I, I, and I read the name back for them. I go, yeah, you go Hila, Hila. Okay, <laughs> just to make sure I selected the right one for them. This is it, right? Okay. Then you press, you know, enter. Whatever. Then you put put the vote through. But I but I can't imagine if there wasn't anybody there. Like they would just like walk out or walk away. But、mm-hmm. I just. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the interpreter yeah. today. Now, how, how would to, they you know. even know which candidate to vote for? If there's a language barrier,、uh-huh. how would they know which candidate is going to be the right one to keep their medical costs down or protect their interests? Oh,、uh, so I also used to work for a political political <laughs> candidate. I know I'm a job whore. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, so what they do is they pass out palm cards, and in other states. The candidates' names either they translate it into Chinese, or they number the candidates on the ballots. Like、mm-hmm. so, in Florida, you just click on the number instead of the candidate's name, so、mm-hmm. it's easier on everybody. Right. right. But how would they know who to vote for? Like, what, oh, so they what do does this person stand for? Oh, so they do. They they actually do take their time out along the campaign trail and make a stop、mm-hmm. uh, within the Chinese or the Asian communities. Oh yes, yeah. I think in Philadelphia because I was just near that senior home. I'm, a, I'm and then I'm just assuming this candidate that they were all voting for who was Asian. Uh, he either made a visit to the senior home or to their local senior center and just gave a speech, or, or you know, just get to connect with them.、Mm-hmm. And they just called and went, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll vote for you, we'll vote for you." So they,、mm-hmm. and they will all come with the mailer that they got in the in the mail, and they say, "This is who I want to vote for." So you know, and he might have been the only candidate, and so they just went along with it because maybe. And but there was one old older gentleman came and says, "I." I want to vote for the Asian guy, <laughs> so they're just only voting by race. You know, I'm like,、oh, yeah. okay, and I'm not going to dispute.、Yeah. I'm just really here to help you get your vote through.、Right. So, like, a lot of them needs to be educated, right? We that's, know that's yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what I was wondering the whole、yeah. time. You guys are going, I'm going. Wait a、yeah. minute, if there's a language barrier, there is, there is, and they're concerned about keeping costs low to protect、uh, their finances and their interests, and of course, that's why we all vote. We want a, a better system、yeah. for each one of our families, and and I'm going well. If you don't understand what this guy is talking about, how do you select the right one for you? I did ask someone who who's who's who's、um, 
knows Chinatown well in the, in the newspapers. I asked because I know the American news, the English media, they usually put out just before the election every candidate, what they stand for, you know, the platform. Mm. I, and I asked, does the, any of the Chinese newspapers do that? They go, I don't mm. think so. Why not? I, I, and I don't know. And I can't say that's true or not because I can't read. The, yeah, I don't read right. the Chinese newspaper. But, right. you know, if you're listening, if you don't do that, it would be great if you do. <laughs> but every <laughs> newspaper seems to swing a certain way. So would there even be some bias depending on what you read? Where well, you can buy an ad mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. In the paper, and that's exactly yeah, it's what fair. my the, boss yeah, yeah. did right, right, right. back then. Because she knew, because she represents Lower East Side in Chinatown, uh-huh. and she was a Latina herself, and so she knew her strategy was always to target both the Latinos and the Chinese folks who are living in with area, that, yeah, that, yeah, neighboring towns, right? Mm-hmm. You're killing two birds with one stone. That's yeah. uh, it's a smart political mm-hmm. strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. I might. If, Judy Chinese much better than mine, but if I would, I, I would try to educate mm. the community, the Asian community, who the candidates are and what they stand for, so they can decide for themselves. Not just say, "Oh, I just want to vote for the Asian guy." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, the Asian guy, you know, great. Oh, I, you know, vote, I, I know you exactly who you're talking about, and he's a Korean American, yeah. mm-hmm. a city councilman in Philadelphia, yeah. and he did promise them health care. Okay, so, so let's hope he followed through. <laughs> hey, I'm all for voting for the Asian <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, he needs to. The Asian guy needs to have you know the right interests mm-hmm. in right, place. Right, right, but I'm right. all for that. Yeah, I'm like Andrew Yang. I thought he was he was he had some really smart things and great ideas. But not just yeah, great ideas. But not yeah. just for the Asian community. For that's the, right. For everyone. Right, 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 right. right. So it wasn't because he was Asian, but it was a bonus for us. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, okay, cool. He's he's, he's very a, he's uh, Asian, and but he's. He's talking right. a lot of things that make sense. Now, why everyone. do you think that that voter turnout for that demographic, that 20 to 50-year-old uh, Asian Americans is becoming more prevalent? Right now, um, uh, I mean, who's our president again? <laughs> so do you think that's it? It's because we have uh, a presidential candidate that they may be unhappy with, so that's really fueling them up to go out there and, and make a difference? Yeah, I had one uh, older gentleman who said, I'm registering because I'm not happy with the current president. He's voting for the first time. Mm. Oh, wow. And also, I believe voting became a lot sexier <laughs> over the past few years, not even the past 10 years. And people are blowing it up over Instagram, Twitter. That's true. Celebrities are like, go and There's vote. hashtags. Also. But, this, yeah. this was, yeah. but this was like four years ago, too. You mean, is it more sexier than, than four years ago? How do you define sexy voting? I don't know. I think it has more appeal these days. More and, appeal? And, and it's almost, people, if you tell someone that, no, I, I don't vote or I never voted, people look at you more like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, then then years pass where people just kind of took it like, oh, you didn't vote? Yeah, me neither. Like, n- not like it's going to make a difference. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. But I get that, a lot of that. But that's turning. Yeah. That that wave seems to be, I do see that tide. It's it's changing a bit, that narrative. Mm-hmm. People are believing that, you know what, my vote does count. And mm-hmm. as a community, maybe I personally can't do something, but together mm-hmm. as a community, we can really shift the landscape mm-hmm. and protect mm-hmm. our interests because I, I, I think part of that people were starting to realize that we're in this together. Yes. You know, it's COVID. One thing COVID has (laughs) made us realize is that we are in this together Mm -hmm. uh, for better or for worse, uh, especially with Asian Americans. Mm -hmm. I've never seen us more cohesive than now. 
Right with the with the gen- being in Chinatown doing the voter registration, everybody well majority were all like the seniors, right? Mm-hmm. And you know those who were very some were very excited to vote, and and some who walked by go, I don't want to register, I don't know who to vote for, mm-hmm. you know. So you know we try to explain to the Lord, you know, your vote matters, right? Because you know we want not just for representation. But the, the strength in numbers. But Absolutely. If, you, if, if ten thousand of you all have that same you know mentality, what's my one vote? We just lost ten thousand votes, right? Right. And that right. And that, that it counts. So your one vote counts. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to be heard. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they start seeing large clusters uh, of people voting within the Asian communities throughout America, mm-hmm. when they go up, when they go up and make their political speech their debate when they say black white spanish and they'll mm-hmm. stop right there they're gonna say asian yeah mm-hmm. you know so most of the time when i hear these uh presidential candidates or um mayors or wherever and they're speaking uh at times we we, we i feel like the stepchild i i would strongly suggest going to vote early in person especially in new york just to avoid the crowds and also the shit show that would happen on election day, I, I just don't have a good feeling. Yeah, I know they're they're, they're ramping up the police presence mm. in a lot of these uh, voting areas, and you know it could be like a little civil war going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw we're just that. so divided. So earlier, I wanted to touch on this. Um, I think a lot of Chinese Americans or people who are limited English proficient, they don't go vote. Because the voting process itself, it is daunting, like Shirley mentioned before, and nobody have ever educated them on what voting looks like. Like, they didn't grow up here, nobody, their parents didn't bring them to go and vote, so just walking into the post site and seeing people sitting around, you're just like, oh, who can I talk to? If the translator's using the bathroom, out on a lunch break, you're on your own, basically. And that's exactly what happened in Bath Beach, Bensonhurst, this past um, primaries during, where a Chinese mom, she went to vote for the first time, and she nobody knew what they were doing, first of all. And so they're like, oh, this is your poll place, but we can't find your name. And I thought, oh, well, yeah, we found your name. Oh, wait, hold up. You're not here. Oh, they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Go to this table. And then she went to that table and it's not her table. They bounced her. It was just a fucking shit show that her daughter testified saying that, oh, my mom has such a bad experience that she's never going to go vote again. And I was like, fuck, not another one. (laughs) So I think that's why it's so important to give yourself time to go and vote. Yeah, but going back to how she had that complaint with, you know, about her mom's experience, that has to be told, you know, Mm. just so that the city, state, whoever, the board of elections needs to know that things need to be rectified. Right, if they don't get the fence. Right, right. (laughs) Otherwise, that's an obstacle to getting our votes counted, our Asian American vote. How how does someone communicate that message to those people? Also, after every election cycle, and the BOE does not like us for this, is that we well, send meaning in, who? Uh, all deaf <laughs> in general. Because um, we do, they so do such a great job. <laughs> all deaf just sent a great job. We write a letter. It's, um, I wouldn't say it's a complaint letter, but it's a letter stating all the things that went wrong at each poll site, what happened. And we, it's a letter that's like a few pages long, and they do do a hearing where they invite uh, 
people who do this kind of work, who are community groups, to come into this meeting, and we can testify at that meeting what went wrong. And so when we did that in 2018, after our midterm election, I can't believe how much pushback we got. They're like, oh, yeah, we heard about that on election day already. We don't need to hear it again. We already responded to the request. Blah, 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 blah. And we're like, we're stating this so that you you can improve for the next election so that the post-site coordinator you hired that was yelling at a Chinese voter, they will not do that again. Or X person will get fired from that position. Or they, that person need better training. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to educate you so that you can go and educate your folks. And, and, be, and be prepared. Yeah. yeah. And can individuals go in and put their, uh, I guess, their issues mm-hmm. to the Board of Elections? So they can call in to our hotline or yeah. email us if they do encounter a voting problem. And we are building out that platform right now. Um, so they can... They can tell us so that we can tell them because the BOE, I think they're scared of us at this point. And because you're, you're raising, you know, you're raising your voices and being heard right now. So it makes sense that they're scared. Yeah. So every time a voter calls in a problem to us, we call the person coordinating the languages right away so that she would try to coordinate her people to rectify the situation. But by that time, the voter already left. Uh Or if he or she is waiting online for an hour, then yes, they are determined to vote. But most of the time, if I'm there and 30 minutes has gone by and I still haven't cast my vote, I'm leaving. I have things to do with New York City, baby. (laughs) Right, and oh. it's unfortunate because they'll they'll pass on. Well, I just came from the polls and they couldn't find my name. You know, what's the sense of voting? And they'll pass it on to their other friends mm-hmm. in their peer group, and they'll probably oh, Mohila, you know, it's just yeah. my fun. They couldn't yeah. find so and so's name, and it's gonna you know. be too much trouble. But don't don't go. But, but that's the translation, know, but, folks. Right. But, but they keep <laughs> complaining because otherwise they won't know there's issues, and that's so part of have, voter yeah. suppression. I, I mean, think making I think, it difficult for people to vote. You know? right. I think they have to also let some of these politicians know. Especially if they're if they're the ones getting uh, the short end of the stick, where they're you know you're voting for a certain candidate, and they didn't you know you you couldn't cast a vote for that person that you mm-hmm. wanted. Mm-hmm. I think also let that candidate be aware of so since they could use their platform and speak up on it, mm-hmm. whether they're in office or going for that office. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's certainly. I mean, nowadays with social media, that's something that you could shine a big light on. Yeah, get a lot of attention. You get the right hashtag, right? <laughs> Tag those elected officials, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going places. So you know, yeah, that's that's the beauty of, of I guess, on the uh, with social media, mm-hmm. is that you know people are reachable now. You don't mm-hmm. have to go. You don't have to talk to this person. So like three people or four people before right. you get to this person, mm-hmm. you can go directly at them.